Hello, everybody. Welcome to Camp Codger. Join us as three old guys share their often humorous, occasionally inspirational, and sometimes serious insights into this crazy experience called the golden years. Hi, I'm Gary Eversall. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Hello, campers. Today, we're going to talk about bookstores. But before we do, let's hear about our Codger of the Week. Randy? Hey, I've got a Codger of the Week. This gentleman, his, he's known as Captain Tom Moore. He was a World War II veteran in England. And as a 99-year-old, he thought to himself, and this is back during COVID, so this is a couple years ago, he said, what can I do? I'm isolated here. I'm recovering from hip surgery. He decided he was going to walk laps in his own backyard. And in order to do that, he needed a walker. He decided he was going to try to raise 100 pounds for charity, which is pretty simple, right? Except things kind of got out of control in, a, in the most delightful, wonderful way. The media picked up on this 99-year-old codger doing laps in his backyard, started running stories about him. It was all over the news in England. The donations started to pour in. Guess what? The Queen found out about it. The Prime Minister found out about it. Everybody was talking about Captain Tom Moore, 99 years old, wanting to celebrate his 100th birthday with a small donation to charity. Guess how much Captain Tom Moore raised with his little stunt? I couldn't guess. $45 million. No. What? You're kidding. This is true. This was about a year and a half ago. He raised $45 million in a relatively short amount of time. It was one of those media stories that just caught fire. My hat's off to Captain Tom. No Unfortunately, he died after he turned 100 years old. He is an old codger that I'm going to look up to for the rest of my life for doing something awesome at the age of 100. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a guy. Wow. So who among us codgers doesn't remember the anticipation of a trip to the bookstore? As a young adult, I always loved bookstores just wandering through the aisles, looking at what's new, discovering books I didn't know about, surrounded by books. I still get a thrill thinking about that and doing it. I don't really remember a bookstore in my hometown. I certainly had a lot of books as a child, but I don't remember where my parents got them. It's only when I went to college that books became so important to my life. When I was a young man, I actually managed a bookstore. I remember the excitement of the holiday season, the crush of customers when shelves were just packed to the gills with new releases. And I remember the look in my kids' eyes when we announced we were headed to Borders or Barnes & Noble to look at books. We read them in the children's section. We sat with them on the floor as we went through picture books. We walked them through the young adult books. We had to drag them out of the store. It was exciting to feel their excitement over books. So that's my memory of the role bookstores played in my life and the life of my family. As I said, I'm still excited by the prospect of a bookstore visit. So does any of that ring a bell for you guys? 
or for our listeners. What's your earliest memory of bookstores? And when was the last time you were in one? Are you yearning to visit a bookstore? Gary, or is it over? <laughs> oh, Gary's got a yearning. <laughs> well, <laughs> my Kindle would be so upset if I went into a bookstore. It wouldn't know. Because everybody knows where you're at because of your wonderful mobile devices. And my Kindle would no longer wake up and say, Gary, what would you like to read tonight? It's not a book. It's on the Kindle. You know, I got to go back to Richard's question. And and I'm going to answer the question. But first, I'm going to say a bookstore is not the first thing I think of when I think of books. And my past, I think of being in school going to the school library. Oh. And essentially a school library is, is a is a bookstore where everything's free. I can't exactly answer your question. I don't remember the first time I was in a bookstore, but I sure remember going to the elementary school library and that was my first version of the bookstore. And it's a fond memory. I I still get warm and fuzzy thinking about all all the exposure to the new titles and the new authors. That's it's part of my past, a delightful part. You just reminded me of book fairs. Did you have book fairs when you were in oh, elementary yeah. school? Oh, yeah. We did. We had book fairs oh. in the library, oh. and Mom and Dad would give me, you know, whatever the equivalent of the money was, $1 to buy a book or <laughs> yeah, whatever right. it was, right? That's right. I'm going to give you $2. Buy three. <laughs> but those were, those we were a read. highlight of elementary school. And the other thing was, you were, we didn't read weren't you released from class for an hour or something to go to the fair? It wasn't after oh, school. Yeah. Wasn't it during school? Oh, boy. Yeah, it was during school. Yeah, each classroom or each yes. you know, cluster of classrooms would go in for whatever it was, 30 or 40 minutes, That's right? right? That's right. Uh, it was a field trip without <laughs> having to get on a bus in, in the best possible way, oh, you know? Great. Gary? It's interesting. Yeah, I, I share Randy's experience with libraries. I'll have to say, I never went to a bookstore until I enrolled at the University of Washington. Because, one, there weren't that many bookstores in the kind of lower middle class neighborhood we grew up in. We just didn't have places where you'd find bookstores. The other was, books were considered a luxury. It cost mm-hmm. money to buy a book. And we had a family of eight kids, you know, one wage earner in the family. So the concept of buying a book when I could walk down to the library and check out a book, totally different. I honestly never went to a bookstore until I went to college. Now, I love the library. I spent more time at the library than anybody in my family. I'd be down there every week, like Randy says, waiting for the latest release Mm -hmm. of a new book. And it was an exciting time. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. But bookstores, I never developed that kind of feeling that you express in your, in your opening. I remember bookstores when I was in high school, when I was old enough to drive to the mall. Oh. This was in Southern California. There was the equivalent of a Barnes & Noble store. I don't remember exactly what the name of the store was, but it was a mall bookstore Pretty impressive in its selection and size. And I do remember walking through the aisles, just looking at everything and opening up books and looking at the pictures and uh, National Geographic kind of photo books. I have fond memories of that. I'm not sure how often I actually bought a book. 
I think it had to probably be on the bargain shelf in order for me to afford it as a high school student. I sure did like going to bookstores. It was it was fun. Did you ever go to used bookstores? I, I developed Not this until passion. later. Yeah, it was later. It was when I was at the U, the university. But I developed this passion for used bookstores, even over the new bookstores. What about your kids? Did you take your kids to bookstores? Gary, did you did you ever go to a bookstore? <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary I, got real. Quiet. You know, it's 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 interesting. I actually enjoyed bookstores later in life when it became an excursion to go to the bookstore Wednesday night after dinner. Hey, let's run down to Barnes and Nobles yes. or yeah. pick your chain bookstore of choice. It became a destination. Yep. It was entertainment, but I never had that kind of emotional charge that Richard has expressed. It was a fun thing to do, but I'll have to say that was that was much, much later in my life. It wasn't when I was young. It wasn't when I was in college. Was you know, years. I remember another thrill. My youngest daughter was smitten with the Harry Potter series. They had the latest book out. They did it all over the country. At midnight, bookstores closed and reopened just before midnight. Brooke and I went up and we stood in line with a hundred and some other parents and their kids waiting for the store uh, doors to open to go in and buy the latest Harry Potter. It was really fun. And the kids were excited beyond belief. I remember that. I remember that <laughs> not only as a great moment, but uh, an incredible moment for books. I mean, here in the um, in the age of digital entertainment yes. and movies and whatnot, to have a book take center stage and be that much yeah. of a phenomenon, yeah. I was rooting for Harry Potter for that reason. <laughs> That's great. So do you have books at home? Do you have bookshelves and libra- a library at home? It looks like Randy does. I do. I still own books. As a matter of fact, the book I'm currently reading is a hardcover book. What is a hardcover book? You know what a book is, Richard, right? We're on we're on the topic of books. It's the one that comes out for the rich people who can spend 30 bucks no for a kidding. book. What $30? Yeah. A, a cover oh my that, god. The cover sounds like this when you wrap it with a knuckle. Now, is it a book if it's on your Kindle? Oh, what, what a question is that? Ooh. I would say yes and no, because I get very frustrated. Now, maybe I'm not technological enough. I get frustrated. Sometimes I'm reading the book, and I can't remember the author of the book. I can't even remember the title of the book unless I go back to go. I don't have a bookshelf anymore. I don't have many books anymore. I used to, but every time I moved, I had yes. to pack them up schlep them around the country, wherever you're going, you've got all these books, and it turns out you're never going to open them again. You just carry these books around with you from city to city, from, from coast to the inland, and then you're thinking, I just moved this book 10 times, and I haven't opened it since I read it 25 years ago. That's insane. I mean, it's one thing to love books. But to schlep around book, to me, makes no sense when I can put the book on my Kindle. All right, and I got a confession to make because I was one of those people who, when I graduated from college, I kept a select few of my textbooks thinking, this is going to be good reference for the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I schlepped them around. I moved them from house to house. And each time I moved, I think I 
probably got rid of one or two, yep. right? Because yep. it's like yeah. not, not only were they books and old, but they were big books oh. and heavy books. They were oh, textbooks. Yeah. All right, but I still have one on my bookshelf that I bought Which in the one? early 70s when I was in, in college. It's called Advertising Procedure. It was a, a great class I took as a kind of a, a subset to my journalism classes about advertising. And I always thought it was the best textbook I ever had because it had great pictures. It was a really good show and tell book. And I thought, this is historic and it's useful information. But ask me when the last time I actually opened up the book and I could not tell you. It wasn't in the 2000s, I promise you that. <laughs> I think bookshelves today are still for show. Much like they are in the in the classic old libraries of these expensive mansions, those books don't get read. In fact, you don't even have to buy the book. You can buy bindings to fill up your bookshelf. <laughs> Save yourself a lot of money. But that's part of the point of books in the old days anyway. It was a show-off. It was a, right. um, a impress library. your friends. Yeah, having, having right. your own little library. Your own library. In your house, that was a way to show off. Now, granted, those of us who are actual readers appreciated the books, but part of it honestly was, wow, don't I look cool and prosperous and smart. Yeah. In defense of the Kindle app on your tablets of choice, one of the great things is you can literally carry 50 books around with you all the time. Yeah, Number one, what a yeah. great thing. Now, the other thing that I find particularly interesting is I like to read in bed. If you're sharing a bed with somebody else and you've got a big old book, which I find really hard to read, you got to keep the light on bright enough to be able to read the book itself. The wonder of reading your books on tablets mm -hmm. is you can change the font size. Guess what? As old codgers, our eyes just aren't what they used to be 25 years ago. So bigger fonts are good. Try to do that with one of your books. You know, you know, you know what? There's something else the called readers. I have readers. I wear readers just to read the small print, just to read the print. It doesn't matter what size it is. Now I need a freaking magnifying glass. Well, guess what? The iPad is a magnifying glass. I can make the font so big I can put one word at a time on the screen. Now, that's pretty bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> what a but it's possible. What a surprise, ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land. We have <laughs> Counselor Gary, the geek among us. Standing up on behalf of the technology of new book reading. What a surprise this is. <laughs> Gary, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I get no respect in this group at all. I'm going to go down to the thrift store and just buy a whole shelf. Of <laughs> and I'm going to put it up in the wall behind me. So when we record sometime, you're going to oh, see this books. Is good. Okay, I, I got to take this in a slightly different direction. Because... When I found out we were going to be talking about books today, I got excited because I am still a fan of bookstores. I still think bookstores are cool. And one of my favorite bookstores in the world is this giant independent bookstore in Denver, Colorado oh, yeah. called The Tattered Cover. Yes. If there are still stories being written about the best bookstores in America, yeah. that's one that makes the list almost all the time. The Tattered Cover 
just opened up a new store in Colorado Springs, not far from my house. And I am planning a pilgrimage. And I haven't (laughs) gone there yet because I know it's going to take two or three hours for me to get through the store. It's a big store. Uh This company, they know what I like. I don't know how they do that. But whenever I go to the bookstore, it takes forever because I want to touch every book. I want to open every book. So I'm going to take my credit card and have three hours to kill before I go there. And I can't imagine, Gary, I can't imagine you having that same anticipation for going to a bookstore. Although, Richard, I can totally oh, see boy. you would. Oh, I'd love to go with you. That, I've been, I've oh, been to the get, one in Denver. You, it is remarkable. I actually did have a real love affair with bookstores and books. I spent time going to bookstores over 20 years, and maybe from the time I was 30 till I was 50. Bookstores were a place to go. It was a destination. It was entertainment. And I loved to have a book around. There was always a book in the nightstand, at least two books in the nightstand, typically, for me. And so there was always a reason to do it. So I, there was a period I loved books. I love to read. I still read. But I don't have print books. And I think really what we're talking about is the difference between print books and digital books. Of course. Bookstores satisfy the need for people who want print books. Now, you can still get a print book on Amazon. And but you we, don't we get the experience of going to the store. I don't need that experience it, anymore. It is. It is a, a different experience for sure. And uh, we started out earlier in the, in the in this show talking about the question, is a book still a book if it's on Kindle? Well, I define a book as a long-format written document, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if it's printed or uh, delivered electronically on a tablet, it's still a book. But the the books of our childhood are all paper books, right? Because right. that was the only format there yep. was. So I think when we get nostalgic about books, it's all about print. Bingo. The nostalgia aspect is really important because it does remind you of a period of time. There are certain books that I read to my son. And there's a collection of them. And they were the very popular books of, of the of 50 years ago, 45 years ago. I only envisioned them in print. So every now and then we babysit a friend of ours, grandchild. And Milo will come over for a couple hours every couple of weeks. I bought some books. I didn't bring them up in my Kindle. I bought some books. Where the Wild Things Are, Maurice Sendak, is oh, yeah. one of my personal favorite books. And I bought that for him because I'm thinking, I read that to my son. And I was something about reading a book with the visuals in print that was really kind of cool. It wouldn't have been the same thing on a Kindle. So I, I do have a fondness for books. I'm happy with the books are on digital format now because it works better for me. Bookstores today seem less relevant. And I guess that's where I kind of close things off in my view is... They just, I can't find the relevance anymore. Ah, but we got Gary to admit with a little mist in his eye that he remembers right. books fondly. Rem- That's good enough for me. Go back to your Kindle. I got the moment I wanted. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to cut this sucker off. We hope you've enjoyed this session of Camp Codger. We would love to have your comments on this subject of bookstores in your life. We hope you'll join us next week when we'll gab about the toys we remember playing with. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at campcodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. 
You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.